Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Well, we just thank you for this amazing son, Lord, that you blessed us with in this local church. Father, I know that you've got an incredible plan for this young man's life. I know that it's uh, every step that he's taking, Lord, in his journey with you, we see more and more of you just shining through him, Lord. So as we, as we just give the rest of this meeting over to you, Holy Spirit, as you'll speak through Leal this morning, again we say we are ready to receive from you. Lift the burden off Leal right now, Lord. We transfer it to you and your spirit. Only what you have to say will come from these lips this morning, and we are so ready and excited, amped to receive from you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Ma, I was saying it's so cool that the young people are representing today, especially Mark and Sowen. It's very, very cool. But it's, it's so incredible how God works because... When I got given this opportunity to preach by Donnie uh, a month or so ago, I was just thinking I had maybe a little word that I wanted to share. And as time went on, it kind of refined itself into a definite preach that I wanted to share. And that was around last week, Saturday, last week, Sunday morning. And then I arrive at church and I'm on media and I see that the scriptures that Marcel is sharing are like the exact same ones that, that I'm sharing. But then I'm getting nervous that, okay, now I'm just going to copy his. But, um, but it flowed exactly like his is almost an exact foundation of what I want to say. So one, the confirmation that this is the word, but two, that this is the word in season for his church and for his people is just so incredible. So I'm calling it um, what we are building part two, uh, because this is now a little mini series that no one knew about before today. But the first verse that I would like to look at is what Marcel shared in Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 to 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says, In a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with, the gl with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. And so in this portion of scripture, there are two clear promises that God is making to us. The one is quite a nice one, the other not so much. God promises that there will be shaking. He promises us that he is going to shake the heavens and the earth and that things will fall down and there will be destruction in the land. That is what God promises to us. I don't know about you, but the last two or three years has felt a little bit like that. The, the church has been shaken. The world has been shaken. Our own lives have been shaken. And I don't know when the shaking is going to end. There may still be more to come. But the other promise that we see here is that the shaking will end. And when it ends, God wants to build something. And not just what was there before but he wants to build something that is so much better than was there for the glory of this present house shall be greater than the glory of the former that is what God promises to us and so when I when I think of of shaking I think of another portion of scripture that Jesus shares to us uh, and I'll read that in a second but I'd just like to say that God has a plan and he has a calling for us to build something better 
But what is amazing with God is when he has a calling for us, he doesn't leave it at a calling and expect us to be able to figure out and know what to do and how to do the rest of it. But rather he gives us clear instructions and he equips us in how exactly he wants us to go about doing what he's wanting us to do. And we see this in Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 to 27 where Jesus says, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So we see here that when the shaking comes, it is very important that what our lives are built upon is something that is firm and something that is stable and something that is able to withstand this time of shaking. My mom shared this morning about how it's only Jesus that we can find the stability in, not in finances, not in relationships, but only in Jesus can we find this stability. And this is a portion of scripture that I'm sure most of us have read many, many times before. I know I've read it many times. It's one of the first things they do at Sunday school. Um, but the <laughs> but this, this portion of scripture became very real to me and I'm sure to most of us living in Durban a few weeks ago. Um, we experienced flooding and it wasn't just... Uh, this, this scripture wasn't something that was a foreign concept to us. It's something that we could understand as reading it, but a few weeks ago we could see it in the physical. We could see houses being destroyed because the rain rose up. Uh, Arnold, you can put up that photo that I have there. Um, so this is a block of apartments that's maybe a K, a K and a half away from where we stay. And when you look there, um, you can see all its foundations is sand. There's no rock there whatsoever. And I'm not the builder, so I'm not saying that they did this wrong. I'm just commenting that <laughs> when you look there, you can see its foundations are not on the rock, but they're on the sand. And so when we read about a house's foundations being on sand, we can think of this and we can realize just how destructive shaking can be when our foundations are not built on the right place. But when you look there, it's quite obvious, why would you want to build your house on the sand? Like, just build it on the rock, it's obvious. So, Lil, why are you sharing today on building on the rock? And that is because it's not so easy to just build on the rock. There are things that come against us and things that take us away from building our lives with Jesus and encourage us or distract us and force us to build on sand. So I'll look at from where these distractions come from in a little bit, but I'd first like to just look at what form these distractions take. When we build on the sand, what does that mean? What does it look like? So the first way is we may understand and we may realize that building on the rock is hard. We may realize that it's going to take a lot of time and effort and maybe it's something that we don't have. So we decide, I'm just going to not build on the rock, I'm going to build on the sand. And maybe we pray, Lord, let the rain not come. Lord, let me be firm in this 
sand foundation that I have. But the promise of God is that there will be shaking, that the, the rains will come. And so even though we may have prayed and prayed and prayed that the rain won't come, it will. And that house that we have built on the sand will go down the hill like what we saw just a moment ago. So another way that this, this takes, and I'm looking at this from a personal perspective because I've dealt with all of these. So when I'm saying this is the form it takes, I'm not saying this is what people do. This is th things that I've experienced in my own life. And so it's things that I can talk about from a personal perspective. But the second form that distraction takes is that sometimes we may feel that we are not ready to build on the rock because of different things that are going on. So we may decide, look, I'm just going to build a little temporary shelter there on the sand. And then once that's sorted, once I've got a little bit of shelter, then I'll focus on building on the rock. Lord, I'm just going to get my relationship sorted. I'm just going to get my finances. I'm just going to get all the, my life in order, Lord, and then I'll come and I'll build with you. But we know that this doesn't work because the only firm foundation is when it's with God. And so building like this, we're going to have to constantly renovate and do upgrades and whatever so that that sh temporary shelter stays temporary and doesn't um, get washed away in the little slightest bit of rain. And so what ends up happening is we get distracted and we don't end up ever building on the rock. And then when the shaking does come, we go down the hill. And, and <laughs> the, the third way, um, and maybe this is the one I can relate to the best, is sometimes we build the rock on the sand and then we build our house on that. And by that I mean we have our own ambitions, we have our own dreams, our own will, and we say, Lord, I'm going to fit you into that. I'm going to take some of the rock and I'm going to put that onto my plan so then I can say I've got the rock, I'm going to stay firm when they're shaking. And then when the rains do come and the house washes away, we're like, Lord, but what happened? I had the rock there. You promised me if we build it on the rock, it'll stay firm. But I have rock and it got washed away. Why? Because there was still sand there. That was still built on our own desires and our own will rather than what God has. So the question I ask you this morning, what are you building your house upon? Are you building it on God or are you building it your own way? for whatever reason. But as I say, sometimes this isn't intentional. Sometimes we just find ourselves building on the sand and we intend to build on the rock, but then we look back and we see somehow, somehow we've been distracted from building the way God calls us to build and we end up building on the sand. So this is because there are distractions, there are opposition that comes our way when we build the way that God does. And there are three main forms of opposition that I'm going to look at, three main forms of distraction. And these are things that are they're broad and they're wide, and I'm sure most of us deal with them. I'm sure there are other ways that we can be distracted, but three, these are the three biggest places that they come from, these distractions. And the first one I'd like to look at is the enemy. And when we read throughout the Bible, we see that the enemy's plan is forever to take us away from doing the will of God and to bring destruction in our lives. We see this from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter, I'm just going to look at verse 13. 
Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. And so we see here that the devil deceived Eve and subsequently Adam into doing not what God had planned for them, but rather what they had planned or what the devil had planned for them. Through his deception and through his lies, he told them that you can eat the apple. It will be fine. Nothing's going to go wrong with you. God is lying to you. Um, his, when he says that it's a bad thing to eat it, he's lying to you. It's fine. You can eat it. In the same way, maybe the devil is lying to us and is saying, don't worry. You can build your house on the sand. When the rains come, God's lying to you. It's not going to be a bad thing. It'll stay supported. It'll be fine. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves away from the track of building the way God wants us to, us to and building on the sand. We also see in Matthew chapter 4 where Jesus is tempted by the devil. The devil knows uh, the will of God and he knows that Jesus came to pay the death for our sins. But what he also knows is that the only way Jesus is going to be able to withstand the shaking that is to follow and the, the temptations and all of this that is to happen afterwards, the devil knows the only way he is going to be able to survive that is if his house is built firmly on God. If his everything, every area of his life is based on God. The devil knew that. And so before his ministry even began, he tried to take Jesus away from building with God and build on the sand that when the shaking does come, it will wash away and there will be destruction. Uh, and I'll look at how we can deal with this in a second. But the second um, area of distraction I would like to look at is from the world. Uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 25 to 27. And this is Jesus speaking. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. And so in this bit of scripture, we see when we do the will of God, there is opposition, there is resistance, there is rejection that comes upon us from the world. And sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's you should not do this because water, water, water. But sometimes it's unintentional. Sometimes they don't understand maybe the will of God because God is not of this world. And so they can't comprehend what it is that God's doing. You can just imagine with Noah. There's Noah, he's building his ark. And then someone comes up to him and is like, my brew, I've checked wind grew, I've checked AccuWeather. There's no rain forecast. Why are you wasting your time building this ark when there's no rain coming? You could be doing this, you could be doing that, you could be living a much more happy life, or you could be in charge, but instead here you are building an ark like there's no rain. But sometimes we have to be able to understand that even though the world has its own views, and even though the world says, no, it's not going to rain, what God says is that there will be shaking, and so we need to be sure that what we are building is the way he wants us to. And the, the final form, uh, well, place that resistance can come is from ourselves. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 14 says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. And so we see here that sometimes 
our own ambitions, our own will take us away from building the way God wants us to. Our own desires and our own plans for our lives, we feel like we know what's best for us sometimes. And so we decide, I'm going to build the way I want to. I'm going to build according to my plan. And that's because of our own evil desires. But unfortunately, when that happens, we end up being distracted from building the way God wants us to and building on his will, for we are tempted to build our own way. So these are the areas that can come against us and can discourage us from building the way that God wants us to. But what is incredible with God is that they don't overcome us, for he is with us and we can overcome these different things. And that's what I would like to end off this morning uh, by looking at what can we do as followers of Jesus and believers in him to overcome these distractions and be able to build on the rock the way he wants us to, that the glory of this present house shall be greater than the glory of the former. So the first one I'd like to look at is the enemy. And the perfect example that we have of dealing with this is Jesus. I shared earlier about Matthew chapter 4, and we see again just the way that Jesus handled their temptations. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And we see that's exactly what Jesus did. He submitted his ways to God. Every word that he said was from God. He quoted scripture because he submitted his own plans and his own defenses against the devil to the way that God wanted him to do it. And then he resisted the devil and he fled from him. So us as followers of Jesus, if this is what's taking us away from building on God, if it's the enemy that is distracting uh, us from doing that, let us submit to God. Let, let us say, Lord, I'm not going to fight against this in my own strength, but Lord, with you, I will, I will resist God, with your, resist the devil. And, and with God's help, I will be able to do this, Lord. And I believe that because of your power, he will free from me. And so let us this morning walk in that truth. If we resist, he will flee from us. So the second one is the world. And just before I look at how we can do this, um, it, a common picture that I think of uh, when I think of the world distracting us from doing this, uh, from building the way God wants us to and building on the rock, is me and my family, we often go camping. And so it's the worst feeling when you first arrive and you're there pitching your tent and it's cold and it's getting windy and you look around and everyone's there in their tent. And they're all comfortable, they're having their bra, they're having a good time, and they look at you, and there you are holding your pole, like, I'm not going to get blown away, still building, building my tent. And sometimes it can feel like that when we're building with God. We're putting so much effort in and so much time, and then when we look around us and we see everyone's comfortable in their homes, and we're like, well, why am I wasting my time doing this? But Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So let us not conform to the way that the world is doing it. Let us not decide that building on the sand is a better way of doing it or is an easier way or they're comfortable, they've got it right, let me do it their way. Let us not conform to that, but let us rather be transformed 
how by the renewing of our mind let us spend time with god let us learn more about him let us trust that he will filter out the stuff of the world and fill us with that which is him why so that we can test and approve what his will is and which we looked at earlier that is to build a house that is better than was there before the shaking and so finally and this is probably one of the hardest things to deal with is ourselves because the other two are external so we can kind of push the blame there but when it's ourselves we've got to do some internal stuff and we've got to look deeper and we've got to find out what's wrong with us which isn't something we all enjoy to do but proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him we may feel like we know the correct way to build we may feel that we know what the house should look like we may know what our wills are and our purposes we may think that we know that but lean not on your own understanding lean not on that which you think you know but rather trust in god with all your heart in all your ways submit to him let us trust that the house that god wants to build is better than anything we could build on our own let us trust in him that his plan is for the best for our lives. Uh, let us submit to him. Let us say, Lord, I'm not going to do it my way. Though I feel that this is correct, Lord, I'm not going to do it like this. I'm going to do it the way that you call me to do. Why? So that we can build a house on the rock. And when we've done that, when the rains come, uh, the streams rise and the winds blow, this house that we have built will be able to withstand the shaking that will come at us. That's pretty much me. All done. We're gonna we're gonna pray together. I mean, I think we need to pray into what Leal is shared with us this morning what I love about what you shared bro is that it's close to home uh, not just given the very vivid example that you and your family have experienced over the past few weeks but for all of us living in derbs I think that resonates and for each and every one of us living out this physical life on a spiritual journey it resonates deeply right what are we building who are we trusting what is the outcome and who's the builder? Is it me, myself, and I on the sand? <laughs> oh, my word. Or is it Dad on the rock? Uh, such a beautiful reminder this morning. So, Leo, won't you lead us in prayer, bro? Um, and then we'll, we'll close off together. Father, we stand before you, Lord, in your presence, and we are so grateful that you are here with us, Lord. We we thank you just for, for the word that you have shared, Lord, not just in this time of ministry, Lord, but also from, from the start, from the prayer meeting, through the worship, Lord. We thank you that you are calling us, Lord, to focus not on the things of the world, Lord, but to focus on you, Lord. And, and we pray, Lord, just as there are things that, that come against us, Lord, and try and take our focus away from you and away from the, your solid foundation, Lord, and they try and distract us, Lord, we we pray, we submit our own strength to you, Lord, and we, we say, Lord, help us fight against yes, these Lord. things, Lord. Help yes, us Lord. keep our focus on you, Lord, for, yes, Lord. 
we believe. Uh, help us against our unbelief, Lord, yes. where, where, we, where we believe, Lord, that you do do what you say you do, Lord. Yes, you, you, do. you are strong. You are firm, Lord. You are a firm foundation upon which we can build our life, Lord. We, we believe, Lord, that you want to build something that is so much better than was there before the shaking, Lord. Mm. And, Lord, though that doesn't make the shaking any easier, Lord, and we, we do pray for your help in those times of shaking, Lord. Help us through it, Lord. Help us keep our focus on you during yes, those yes, times, Lord. Yes, but Lord. as we exit this time of shaking, Lord, and as, as we now realize that the stuff has been destroyed, Lord, and that things have been brought down, and that we now need to enter a season of rebuilding, Lord. Mm. We pray help us rebuild not in our own strength and not to our, our own will and to our own plan, Lord, but yeah. help us know the way that you want us to rebuild, Lord. Help us focus on that, Lord. Mm. Give us energy to be able to do it, Lord. Help us um, just in every area of our life, great or small, Lord, help us do the way do it the way that you want us yes, to do it rather yes, than the way that we wish to yes, do it, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Pray, Lord, for, for wisdom. Um, even as Leal has, has just spoken this morning, Lord, about those three areas that we face, the enemy, the world, and ourselves, Lord. I think for each one of us, we can identify with those uh, distractions constantly coming our way, Father. And I pray in every home and every family and each individual here this morning, Lord, that even as Leal's been speaking and you've been revealing to us ways in which the enemy has been trying to distract, ways in which we've allowed the earth and the world and the distractions of all that's going on around us to shake our foundation, ways in which we've allowed for ourselves um, distractions to creep in and, and strongholds to take root. Lord, I pray that as we ask, Lord, what was clear, Lord, from this morning, from the prayer meeting, as Leal has mentioned now, you're saying, ask, ask of me. I pray, Lord, for that reminder for each one of us. It takes some humility, Lord. I think that's why you require us to ask, because we're accepting. Lord, I can't do this on my own. I don't know how to fight against the enemy. I don't know how to be not distracted by the world and the earth and what's going on around me. I don't know how this fight that's raging within me can possibly be won. And as Leal shared, Lord, Jesus you showed us how. You modeled that for us, Lord. As we ask Jesus and as you show us and remind us through your word, the tools that you've given us, that we would respond, Lord, fully with the word, Lord, just burning in our hearts, ready to resist the devil, as, as Leal has shared with us now, Lord, that we would choose each one of us, Lord, despite being distracted by us, we will not conform to the world around us. We will not be distracted by what's going on around us. We will not try to keep up with the Joneses or the Naidus or whoever it is, Lord. But we would choose Jesus to conform to what you have planned and purposed for our lives, Lord. And as we step into it, Lord, we trust you. As Leal mentioned earlier, we trust you with all our hearts. We trust you with our future. We trust you with what you've purposed for each one of us to do here on this physical earth. And we know without you, we actually don't have any hope of surviving, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for Leal. Thank you for what you've spoken through him this morning, Lord. Thank you that it's a short word, which allows us to step into the rest of today. 
enjoy some caffeine together, Lord, and some hot chocolate, and just spend some time, maybe a few extra minutes. We don't have to rush off today, Lord, because there's a few extra moments just to spend together as a family. Um, and for each dad, every father that's here today, I pray your blessing over them, those that have joined us online as well. Bless their homes, bless their families, help us as dads, Lord, reflect you, Father God, every day in a better, more full way um, as we model our lives as parents and as dads on you. Bless every home and every family, protect us as we step into this week, bring Donnie and Ronell home safely, rested, revived, and ready to share next week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Quickly from Marcel before you jump up. Um, I just want to share something quick. Um, almost didn't share it. So I was like, maybe just let it go. And uh, I felt like if I don't share it, then I don't know. I just feel like God is wanting to say something to you. Maybe one, maybe a few, maybe many of us. Um, but when Neil was praying, I just had this picture. And it was this person sitting in this train. And they were staring out the window. And they were looking at the view going past. And they were just looking at the beautiful scenery and they were just like longing for that and and almost like they were wanting the train to stop so they could go and experience that view and i felt like god was saying that the train is going in the direction that i'm planning for you that i want to take for you and the scripture that i shared last week that that was just clear again and and maybe it's just a reminder for us today is god has a plan all of us to prosper us not to harm us a plan to give us a hope and a future and that's kind of the emphasis he's got a plan to give you a hope and a future and i felt like jesus was saying take your eye away from the window longing for that view because where he wants to take you is far greater than what you're seeing out the window and look inside the train carriage because i'm sitting there in that carriage with you to speak to you about your life and about how I see you and the plans that I have for you where I'm taking you. But I need you to take your eyes off for a moment and focus. And it's just a kind of reconfirmation about, as I said, just all the preachers from this year and what God is saying and even what I shared last week and Leo sharing, God is speaking. He wants us to hear clearly because he has plans to give all of us a hope and a future and to prosper us. But we need to hold on to him. We need to build, like Leo said, build a house upon the rock. Amen.